Welcome to another episode of Rewired Podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Kelly. And today we're talking about the color orange in the wire. And there's an interesting fan theory that we came across on Twitter. Right. So this is from uh, a man named Mike Scott, and his Twitter handle is at uh, one, o n e nine, the number nine hundred spelled out hundred. So one spelled out in words, the number nine, and then hundred spelled out in words. And we retweeted him, so you can find him on our Twitter feed. Yes. He also said that he posted it on Reddit, so you can probably find it on Reddit somewhere as well. Um, we'll put it in our show notes. Yes. Yeah. And his theory is that the color orange is used to foreshadow the death of every relevant player on the show. And uh, he has a lot of extensive screenshots with um, annotations about what scenes you'll see the color orange. And basically his argument is that these colors, or sorry, these characters are marked by the color and then we eventually see them die. Right. Uh, and so, th- you know, that's an interesting, the color orange is interesting in a lot of crime fiction, I guess, in a number of ways that we're going to get into. But I think for me, it brings to mind certainly the first, like, major scene in The Wire, which is, of course, uh, D'Angelo in the pit on the couch. Yes. And so that orange couch, so we were reading Jonathan Abrams' book, All the Pieces Matter, and uh, the story behind that orange couch is that for the first pilot episode, they found that couch in a dumpster, they put it on the set, uh, they used it or whatever, and then they got rid of it thinking that they didn't know where it was going to go or whatever. Anyway, turns out people loved the couch so much that they had to then recreate it, and they ended up spending over $5,000 to recreate this, like, garbage-looking couch. Yeah, um, and I believe that is in this, one of the screenshots from this fan theory that we're, we're looking at, which is, brings up something interesting, which is the color of the couch that they put in the show was a coincidence. It just so happened that they found an orange couch. But when we're looking at the symbolism of it, it doesn't matter that it's a coincidence. And so this kind of brings me to another point. A lot of people are probably very familiar with The Godfather and how um, it's, it's well known that the color orange in The Godfather is used to kind of foreshadow death. And there's um, a quote from a book. Uh, the book is called The Godfather Legacy. And there's an interview with a production designer where he says... We knew this film wasn't going to be about bright colors, and oranges make a nice contrast. I don't remember anybody saying, hey, I like oranges as a symbolic message. So, I mean, I guess you could say that The Godfather, the color orange foreshadowing death is a coincidence as well. Perhaps that's what's happening in The Wire. But what I am driving at here is that in literary criticism, there is something we call the intentional fallacy, um, which is a an argument in kind of like the new criticism school. And the intentional fallacy argues that we don't look at an author's intention because there's no way to know or to access what the intention is, even when there are what might be considered to be external evidence, like interviews about the production or about the piece of art. Um, we're only going to look at internal evidence, which is to say everything that exists within the piece of art. So there's a quote here from the Intentional Fallacy essay, which I'll read. 
Um, and it goes as follows. The evaluation of the work of art remains public. The work is measured against something outside of the author. Hmm. So does that mean, like, it doesn't matter what David Simon, for example, intended or didn't intend with the color orange? It just matters that the sum of all the parts lead us to believe that the color orange is meaningful in the show. Yes, it's, it just exists. What happens within the the piece of art, it exists, whether or not the author intended it. So here's another um, quote from this intentional fallacy argument, which says, um, this is not quite clear, even when Professor Lowe's explains that there were clusters of associations, like hooked atoms, which were drawn into complex relation with other clusters, and which then coalesced and issued forth as poems. There is nothing haphazard or fortuitous in the way the images return to the surface. That's a pretty dense way of yeah. saying that, <laughs> sorry, I mean, it's kind of like difficult to access, I guess, but point being that it, it's not just coincidence and it doesn't matter that the couch just got found. You know, we can still look at it as a piece of evidence internal to the text. Right. Okay, so basically what we're saying is whether or not the author intends for the meaning to be there, it's there. Right. And therefore in The Wire, the color orange is meaningful. Yes, just like, and I, I mean, again, I hate to like harp on Breaking Bad and how much I dislike it, but lots of times the color scheme of Breaking Bad is brought up as an example of oh, you know, Breaking Bad is so brilliant. They have all these color palettes specific to certain characters and to certain um, themes and whatever else. And I feel like Breaking Bad is a perfect example of when the intention is so obvious. Mm. You know, they're like yes. beating you over the head with it. Like, yeah. you know, the sister always wears purple and whatever. Yeah, that's true. Aggressively. That's an aggressive thing in Breaking Bad. It's like a really, I actually didn't notice it at first, but once it was pointed out to me, I almost felt like I was getting beat over the head with it. Yeah. Whereas in The Wire, and if you look at the 1-900s theory, the the orange is actually very, very subtle. Yes. You know. And is it there on purpose? Probably not. But it's more interesting to notice these things that just manifest. Now... Going back to Breaking Bad, the the color orange is significant in the in Breaking Bad as well. It is the color associated with Hank, the law enforcement brother-in-law. So, you know, this is interesting looking at so he's like the the like law enforcement guy. When we look to the Godfather and see the oranges, there's that the I guess crime fiction kind of theme or tone or whatever well and then in the wire i mean orange is conspicuously the color of the prison jumpsuit yeah so you know there's kind of these three levels of orange signifying some element of crime whether it's uh law enforcement um criminal or that kind of middle ground which would be organized crime yeah um, well, and actually in, in Breaking Bad too, the, the oranges are even spilled onto the floor as a visual homage to that scene in The Godfather. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I'm, I understand it's a visual homage, 
But, I mean, there's just no nuance with Breaking Bad. Right. Well, and actually there's a secondary orange dropping uh, visual homage, I guess. I guess. Yeah, again. just in case we didn't all get it the first yeah, time. Yeah, Walter greets the next door neighbor, Carol, and then she drops a bag of groceries and spills oranges. Mm-hmm. So, again. I just find that there's something very like, oh, look how clever I am in Breaking Bad when they do stuff like that. You hate Breaking Bad. <laughs> I do hate Breaking Bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I am, like you said, I'm more interested in the way the wire subtlety kind of plays out. Like there are lots of interesting like Easter eggs, like we talked about before in in the wire, but they're, they're just like sort of hidden, I guess in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, well, not on like an Easter egg. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so, what else do we think about the color orange and the wire? Can you think of any moments where you really notice it? Well, I I think for sure the the like the jumpsuit thing is is there. Oh well, I think there's one really interesting uh, piece where, of course, little Kevin, right before he is killed, he's. Uh, talking about, well, actually, when he's talking to the police, he's being police interviewed, they've given him M&Ms, and he is picking out the orange M&Ms. Yeah, and says, I don't like the orange ones. Um, and now that is a visual homage. And my, like, looking at the screenshot, there's this little, there's a bunch of little orange balls, M&Ms, yeah. right? Uh, not, like, circular, and or, like, what is that? Yeah, spherical, spherical. in the sense of... The same way that oranges are. To me, that's a much more interesting illusion. Yes, and more creative, more interesting. Um, And also, the fact that he says, I don't like the orange ones, maybe that's to imply there's something to fear about orange, or, you know, orange should give us a sense of apprehension. Um, And this doesn't happen until season four, but maybe there's something there that, you know, things are being revealed, oh, I don't like the orange ones. Yeah. Well, I think it, on the in the in season two on the docks, there's a lot of orange, which of course also goes that orange just happens to be like a color of safety, like construction sites and stuff. But yes and no, um, like in in Double G's warehouse. Yeah, but maybe it's shelving. a it's a false safety, right? Like when um, it's a, what's his name. Little Charles or old Charles, they end up calling him Tilt. But when the the can falls on his leg, New Charles, New Charles, sorry, when the can falls on his leg, I believe that's an orange can. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, getting crushed by that. So, yeah, yeah. I I mean, ordinarily, orange could have associations with safety because it's like the parking cone or the hunter's vest um mm-hmm. you know crossing guards all of that has that blaze orange color which should be about caution but yeah these these shows i guess breaking bad and the wire and the godfather kind of subvert that safety now the one other well and actually I'll, i'm going to talk about another example in the wire but uh going back to kind of the significance of orange in literature in general when we look to gothic literature um, the significance of the orange and black or red and black color scheme was quite like important too. That was always, you know, showing these sort of dark and angry themes that are prevalent in uh, in Gothic literature. But yes. 
Um, anyway, but one other very critical orange marker is when Freeman discovers the can of orange pop by the phone, by the payphone, after um, Kima is shot. Yeah, just not to move on too fast, though, from the Gothic, because I think um, what's interesting about that is Gothic literature is all about the decay of what is familiar and it gives us a sense of dis-ease or unease and and that's what uh, gothic is and so we see that in kind of the the original style of um mary shelley and and things like that but then there's the southern gothic which would be like william faulkner or flannery o'connor these people that brought that sense of decay to um you know, post-Civil War South. Yeah. So maybe this, you know, Baltimore early millennium, that's kind of like an urban gothic, the decay of Mm. these urban institutions. And I I see that as definitely a a style of gothic literature. Definitely. Um, And if we're thinking of sort of red and orange as in in the same color family and, and sort of that similar, I mean, both of them are the color of fire and... Uh, flames or whatever. So I'm also thinking about when we, a lot of the carryouts um, s- signs that are placed very significantly in the wire. For example, when Weebay and D'Angelo are having the argument on the street. Yeah, and don't, talk, don't in the car. talk in the car. There's that sign behind them, the fried chicken sign. Now that sign is red mm-hmm. and it's placed quite predominantly. And, and a lot of the signage behind them and the carryouts are uh, red. Now we yeah. did, when we had our conversation about uh, takeout food last season, we got somebody tweeting at us saying that they thought that that was a, quite a significant thing too. The way yeah. the carryouts are placed and now I'm thinking of the color of the carryout signs too. Well, and I interrupted you. So what were you going to say about Freeman finding the can? Right. So that orange can is what basically breaks the case wide open, right? And it's, it's interesting that he even picks up that can because it's seemingly just this like... Innocuous garbage. Yeah, exactly. But he picks it up, they do the DNA test, and that's how they're able to link the payphone to the shooting with Kima. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so now that we've talked about the color orange and especially the sofa, it's such a key set piece of the wire, instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of leads me here on a little bit of a, um, a tangent, I suppose, but I wanted to bring up a couple other iconic orange sofas in American television. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's think about three orange sofas in particular, which would be the orange sofa in The Wire, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. The orange sofa in Friends. Oh. The sitcom. Yes. And then there's the orange sofa. It's kind of rust colored, but orange-ish, of the opening sequence of The Simpsons. Aha. Uh-huh. And I think it's significant that orange is um, a secondary color. I think that's what you call it. So it's a combination of red and yellow. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sofas are meeting points. They're where people come together to sit together. So Mm -hmm. if we think about that um, kind of theme of mixing, coming together in color, but also in, you know, seating arrangement. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's one way to kind of approach approach the um, 
these iconic couches. And in my mind, it's kind of jarring to think about the sofa in Friends being so iconically orange in relation to the sofa in The Wire, also Mm -hmm. an iconic one. Because The Wire is, um, this is like the meeting point of kind of urban poverty, urban decay, drug trade, all meeting on this orange sofa. That's where they do all their business and everything. And then you look at something like Friends, which is urban wealth and urban privilege, white privilege, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of completely untouched by that other side of this urban coin. Yes. Um, so, and obviously those shows like don't have any relation to each other, but mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that I think is interesting when you look at works of art within the context of the intentional fallacy. Like these things aren't purposefully to do with one another, but it's a, it's kind of a neat way to look at it. And then the... Especially because an orange couch is not that common of a No, couch. it's not. Yeah. And the orange couch in The Simpsons, okay, well, that's, you know, the family coming together. And I, I think maybe that represents a kind of suburban decay, which mm. is, you know, families coming together in kind of this sedentary way to look at their television, which is, you know, this new hearth space. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that you know that's what we all turn our attention to there's no fire anymore we all just look at the tv and it's a kind of a very meta moment because that's what we are doing as we're watching the simpsons they are sitting on their orange couch looking back at us looking at them mhm and yeah so i think within the context of these three shows you have this orange couch representing very different things of what it means to come together for you know the purposes of whatever your social, I guess, circumstances are. Whether you've got unbridled privilege and wealth, Mm -hmm. this escapist urban fantasy, which is what Friends is, or, you know, suburban disengaged from the community and from each other. Yeah. And then The Wire, which is about struggling within the context of of poverty and decay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think those theories make a lot of sense, and it's interesting to yeah think about those three orange couches as a collective and how they express yeah and there might be other orange couches out there I don't know well uh have you got some ideas about what's happening in the wire and are there any other colors that are really significant to you guys we want to hear from you yes so if you've noticed other colors um definitely let us know and we give a lot of credit to Mike Smith at 1900 um, for putting this fan theory out there. We love seeing people um, and their good ideas. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, that's it for us for today, I think, unless do you have any other orange thoughts? No, no more orange thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, so you can hit us up on Twitter at Rewired Podcast. Or you can email us podcast.rewired at gmail.com. And uh, we love getting love letters and fan theories and conspiracy theories. So send those our way and uh, we'll see you next time way down in the hole.